It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryson. I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey. Hey. Bryce. And the merman who was hard at work at Cuff Docks this weekend. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> So, I guess with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on! Well, thanks to all been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform, or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie. And we'll watch it if it plays anywhere in cinemas in the world now let's get to raging but first here's a word from our sponsor thanks foghorn hey bryce what are you doing tonight I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Done. Go ahead. Yeah, you sure? Well, apparently there were three movies that were out in theater that I really noticed. Uh, the big one, of course, has Mr. Lee Phoenix. Oh, I'm sorry, Joaquin Phoenix. That's his name, yes. He's playing yet, yet another world leader who drunk with power. Drunk with power. Because he's mm. good at doing that. There you go. Uh, and, of course, directed by Ridley Scott. Yes. Who, quite frankly, isn't what he used to be. Oh. He was always overrated. I used to like him. Uh, because of that, I think he may have been a Mondo that probably got bumped down to a man because oh. of his over-directing. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Meh for who? Who are we talking both, about? Yeah. Oh, both. Double mehs. Mm, All right. 
And I Next. never freaking heard of the other two. Yeah, but you well, must have watched, watched the trailer. You watched the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember which one's which. <laughs> Saltburn. That was. Uh, Barry Keegan. That was the. Yeah. That had my girl Rosamund Pike in it. it yes. Did. Yes, it did. Well, I would watch Read a Phone Book. I love mm-hmm. her. Well, you should watch this. You should watch and, this. And, and what's his she, name from the? Uh, she does the, not the read the a phone book. Yeah, yeah. Barry Keegan. Barry Keegan. So yeah, uh, it seemed pretty quirky. Uh, okay. Okay. I don't know that I describe adventures. it that way, but uh, I think you guys might have mondoed that one. Mondo. Okay. That is a bold so statement. You, mondo, mondo. You are. You are. Uh, he's hitting. He's hitting. Where are we going from here? Yeah. I don't know. What the amazing man? Of course, the last one apparently is Nick Cage. Oh, is. being Nick Cage. Okay, he to is the, to the extreme. Okay, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, uh, see, I'm trying to remember a few of the last ones that he was in that you guys liked, and this he was like right up your alley. So yeah, what the hell, it's Mondo the shit out of those two as well. Okay, all right. This is very interesting. You, you think we agree on every movie this week? Doesn't happen too often. Let's see if it happened this week. Yeah, actually, it doesn't happen quite often, but sometimes it like it just depends on the movie. Sometimes we just like we're in sync. Mm. Simpatico. Yes. It's kind of like, wah, 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 wah. Right. you know, you should really be watching the production houses too, Murray, because those will give away a lot too. You know our thoughts on A24. Yes. I, I mm-hmm. also forgot to say that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I that it was an A24 production. Mm-hmm. One of them was. Mm-hmm. One of them was. One I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. All right. So what did we see first? We saw Napoleon Dynamite 2023. Sure. With John Heater. No, 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 no. And Michael Sarah. No, 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 no. Oh, we no. did see Michael Sarah. We did this see week, Michael Sarah, but not not in this movie. Oh, this movie. right, yeah. And okay. This is, then this is not Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, it's a different Napoleon. Uh, it's Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, Bone Apart. That is a completely different Napoleon. This yeah. is the Napoleon oh. that was born in like the 1700s. <gasps> oh, I didn't see that movie. No, I, I rewatched think... Napoleon Dynamite. Did you? Yeah, I was playing at a cinema, so I saw it. Oh no, you watched the wrong movie, eh, dude. I think I could fake it. Probably Fake it till you make it. Exactly. You probably enjoyed that one more. Vote for, vote for Pedro. Ah, uh, Pedro. <laughs> All right, Napoleon is directed by Ridley Scott and stars Joaquin Phoenix in the title role. This is, of course, about Napoleon Bonaparte, leader of the French Republic as first consul from 1799 to 1804. And then he led the French Empire as emperor from 1804 to 1814. And then again in 1815 for a little bit. But what this really was about was Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix pretty much making fun of Napoleon for much of the two and a half hours. There were some scenes that showed his military prowess as his tactics were far ahead of his opponents. There are some fairly impressive battle scenes as you'd expect from from Mr. Scott. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I could have done without the exploding horse. There were times when eh, there were times when this felt rightfully epic but other times it just felt utterly silly. This was so uneven and not in a satisfying or constructive way, but just uneven. Oh. Sometimes I 
felt Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure took Napoleon more seriously than Scott and Phoenix. Now there was a Napoleon. You get behind. Yes. Uh, yes, the bits of making fun of his sex life were mildly amusing, but we did not see to need to see this like repetitiously. Like there were so many. Like once would have been enough. Yeah, I think so. And maybe not, you know. And if you're gonna do that the way that you did it maybe you don't do it in this movie if that's the movie that you're making you know make that movie but i don't think that's the movie that you were making i don't think that was intentional yeah <laughs> but if you're making a serious movie about napoleon perhaps focus on the man instead of just making fun of him i can honestly say that by the time napoleon gets to waterloo i know no more about him than i did in the first 10 minutes of the film there is no development, and I guarantee throughout that period of his life, he was not the same guy as you went mm -hmm. through. Um, there is no link, there is no inkling of the madman that led France, just a very restrained man that I don't think represented the real person in any way. But Vanessa Kirby was good as Josephine. She was great. So that was worth watching, I guess. At the end of the day, I'm not sure Joaquin Phoenix was the man who should have been cast as Napoleon. What? And Ridley Scott seems to have a little too much disdain for the man to make a serious effort. Still, some of the battle scenes are epic. And some of the scenes that were played for laughs at Napoleon's expense were funny, but completely out of place. I, I don't know. Rage, meh. Rage, meh. I... I think I like this film just enough to rate it meh. Thing. Whoa. What? Whoa. Whoa. I Whoa. think I might have actually gone to it Whoa. if Phoenix had not been cast in it. All right. Well, you know what? Joaquin Phoenix was born to play pretty much anything he wants to play. Yes. I'm just saying. But to be honest... I wasn't super feeling him in this film. <laughs> it's weird, isn't, right? Isn't that Just weird? Just when you thought that he couldn't, there's nothing he couldn't play. Well, there might be one thing. <laughs> yeah, there may be one thing he could not play. Not that he didn't do a good job, he but maybe okay. the character just wasn't good enough for him. Ultimately, the story of Napoleon is a love story. One for the ages, as they might say. Anyone who knows about him and Josephine knows the story of boundless love. This retelling of that may not be as romantic as the story itself leads us to believe. This took its time to get to a point that I actually cared about the characters. It did finally get to a point I mostly cared, <laughs> but not care a lot. And it took a long time to get me to almost caring a little bit. Yeah. But through the journey of me caring for the characters, I, I started getting bored with the story yeah. and just wanted it to end. I almost cared too. Yeah, me too. I just almost cared. I think what maybe what held this back from being enthralling was that it had to travel through so much of his life in such a quick time. He is such an interesting historical figure that I don't think a two and a half hour film can really do him justice. The acting in this was all pretty good, except for Joaquin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. The set design, costumes, CGI, war scenes, and the man himself is a leader known for greatness. But this is a wartime biopic period piece, and those usually are not my cup of tea. Mm. Do they drink tea in France? Of course they do. Okay. I thought they just smoked cigarettes. Sure they don't drink beer. 
What? Oh, drink wine. Smoke cigarettes and drink wine. wine. That's right. Know. I like the story of Napoleon, but maybe I just wanted a 10-part series, or maybe I just prefer my biopics to be documentaries. Maybe. Yeah. I've, almost everything that you say is exactly how I felt watching this. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird that... It's almost as if he made this movie so he could like just kind of poke fun at him. And I which, don't know why anybody would do that. Which is like, fine, I guess. I mean, if you want to have a, a little bit where it's it's for a, a little laugh, but there were repeated scenes in this where it's like, I get it. You know, for some reason you don't like the guy. <laughs> I guess. And I mean, there's lots of reasons. Don't get me wrong, not to like the well, guy. But they but, didn't really show but, them but, in the movie. It, that's the thing. Show me why. <laughs> there's, there's, there was no character development. There, there was none. no. There, well, as like, I say, the guy that they that you see in the first ten minutes is the same guy at the end of the movie, and it, yeah. there's no way that it's the same yeah, guy. Yeah, he would, he would have transformed. Have, exactly. There was no there transformation. Was too much stuff going on. And yeah, would have. It's just weird. It's funny. Um, I didn't really hate it. Yeah. I definitely did not love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that Joaquin and Ridley Scott, you're pretty lucky you're getting away with a man. Yeah. So you know what that means, Murray? It means nothing. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? So far, you Murray's away, batting my mad Matt, Murray's batting a thousand today, people. He's batting a thousand so far. But, you, might, might be but now you he know, says we're gonna go mondo, 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 mondo. Yeah, what are the like odds what are the of odds of that? But but before before we get there, I'm still not finished saying like what the fuck was this movie? I well that was the problem is that it was it was very uneven. It was all of a sudden we're we're having weird you know watching you know. Uh, Napoleon give me the lessons in how to make love to a woman, which is which was appreciated. I mean, I, I always want to know that exactly. So apparently, was he wasn't glad. that good at it because she never had a smile on her face. Oh, I thought that was no, no. She was never smiling. No, was she wasn't smiling. But I it was thought, always a job for her. Oh, I thought she was enjoying herself. No, no, she never, she never. Smiled. So I shouldn't be taking tips no, from what he was doing. No, no. Well, uh, maybe some of the things, but most of the things, no. Yeah, there was there was too much. There was too much of nothing in this movie, yeah. and not enough about Napoleon, no, which I was, really wanted to know more about. I mean, I I know about him. But I really yeah. kind of wish that they they talked a little bit about. I mean, they start the movie and he's he's like just all of a sudden steps into all this leadership. Like he's already the captain of something. Like where did he come from? Yeah. Where like did he grow up in the streets of France? Did like even where he was in regards to the whole Marie Antoinette thing? Like is he for it again? Like they didn't really tell us anything. It was just man. Nah. That was a good way to start the movie. I thought actually. Yeah, it was kind of good. I kind of like that. You're losing your head was yeah. kind of fun. But yeah, I mean. I, I didn't hate it because I think the war shots were really cool. That was the whole thing. There was and there was some there was some brilliance in this yeah. movie, but it was just but so Joaquin, much. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, and and well, Ridley Scott or Tony Scott's brother, should we call him? Sure. Um, were not the best things. Well, and it's it's widely regarded that this guy was a madman, and there was nothing in there. No. And we know that the that Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix paid the joker for goodness sake yeah. and he knows how to play he knows a, to play a whack job yeah and so i don't know what they what this script was i just yeah very apple strange. i'm disappointed although you got to a mess so whatever there you go movie all right well so we saw a movie called salt burn salt burn now take single white female meets fatal attraction except is a single white male Meets the aristocracy of London, England, and throw in a fucked up sociopath 
playing the poor country cousin whose parents are drug dealing addicts, supposedly, but with some amazing performances by Rosamund Pike, Richard E. Grant, Barry Keegan, and the rest of the cast in this fucked up murderous murder thriller comedy drama. Mm. The characters are so well designed and mm -hmm. deeply written. Mm. And Oliver, played by Keegan, is a master of manipulation and subdued brilliance to how he takes over this family of wealthy, eccentric British ar aristocrats. By basically flirting with or having sex with almost all of them. And if not directly, with them than with their grave or their cousins uh, with scenes like the very last scene where he dances around the castle like mansion fully nude or the scene when he violates the sister who's on her period or the time he licks the semen water from the drain of the bathtub his man crush just jerked off in i know this may sound a little twisted which is which is definitely at times it also is such a well-crafted sabotage of what appears is one of the wealthiest families in British over a period of six months. This film had me wondering what would happen next, but more importantly, how much more I could be completely mesmerized by this twisted tale that director-writer Emerald Fenelhas? Fen it's just Emerald Fennel. What are you talking about? Fennel. Oh. Emerald Fennel, <laughs> who has spun, it doesn't surprise me, her first feature and last she made was also Mondo. No, I can't wait to see what she does next and how that she has taken on the bourgeoisie and the, and the patriarchy. I feel sorry for who she wants to destroy next. I thought her last movie was also a super mom. I know you did, and I did not. I know, because you didn't understand it. I totally understood it. <laughs> you, were, you were like mesmerized by the flashy colors and the pretty, pretty things. And by the amazing out. story and no, what she did at the end. No, that's not. Anyways. <clears throat> So you said this was Mondo, eh? I did. Mm. So apparently Murray's still batting a thousand. So far. All right. Saltburn is the best film I've ever seen that has its main character slurping up baby batter from the drain of a bathtub. <laughs> it is also the best film that I've ever seen that has its main character make sweet love to a fresh grave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said that. Almost every scene in Saltburn is delicious, and Emerald Fennel ups her game as a writer and director, although she had plenty of help from her stellar cast. This tale of, a, of the privileged few being infiltrated by an awkward Oxford University student is compelling and creepy and hilarious. Barry Keegan is brilliant, as he always is, mm -hmm. as Oliver Quick, a misfit that finds himself in the middle of a wealthy eccentric family as they spend the summer at their home in the countryside called Saltburn. Jacob Alordi plays Felix Caton, the target of Oliver's desire. We all, we just saw a Lordy uh, recently in Elvis yes. as, as Elvis. He in, did a great in, job in Priscilla in and he proves his worth again as a, as a charismatic young actor. I'm looking forward to this guy doing more stuff. Uh, Rosamund Pike and Richard E. Grant are brilliant as Elspeth and Sir James, Felix's parents. 
with Rosamund Pike making every scene she is in yeah, she's more than it. memorable. Boy, she was good in this. Yep, you would have loved it, Mer. Allison Oliver as their daughter, Venetia, who has an unforgettable scene with Oliver that uh, Jim touched upon. Um, it's almost as memorable as the bathtub scene, although I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget the bathtub no, scene. No, me neither. But back to Barry Keegan. This guy's just flat out brilliant. And if he's in a movie, you know that the character will haunt you for days or months or years or the rest of your life. Oliver is another Barry Keegan character that will stay with me. He is deliciously demented and creepy and brilliant. And Emerald Fennel shows that she is a writer-director that we need to pay attention to. I love Saltburn. It was Mondo. Ding dong, Murray. Imagine that. Mondo. Mondo. Nice. So, where are we at, Bryce, with the Merman, the Amazing Merman predictions? Uh, Merman is four for four. Batting a thousand. One hundred percent. That's right. Perfection. You know, um, Murray's probably making mental notes of the fact that if Keegan's in a movie. It's probably going to be Mondo too, so that obviously means when we get back to talking about the lists again, we'll have. To I ha- we, we're going to have to talk about yeah. his his history to see if I he's only undoubted. Know three things he was in, but. and they were all and they were all awesome. Mondo, exactly. I saw, I saw two of them. All right, well, we got to see another movie in cinema. What? Thank God, we got to see it together. We did a we did a threesome on that one. A threesome. Yeah, remember. What? Was it a ballad about song and mean We did a threesome on that. Oh yeah, well, if there was there's me, me, you, and uh, and Kim. Kim, Kim came. Yeah, I remember. That's right. She was there. She was sitting right beside me. That's right. Oh. So there was a threesome watching yeah. this movie. There was a threesome watching this movie. <laughs> That's right. And there are a few other people in the theater. Yeah, too. there was a few more. I think we were the only threesome though. Yeah, I think so. Everybody yeah. else was like paired up. Yeah, losers. Losers. Yeah. So it's oh, a dream scenario. Right, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I got to keep this pretty uh, short and sweet. Ah, Dream Scenario is the, latest from Nick, is the latest Nick Cage film directed and written by Christopher Borgley. It follows a man that has his life upended as millions of strangers start dreaming about him. Nick Cage is that man. His name is Paul Matthews, and he goes from nobody to somebody as he becomes an overnight sensation, and he is the man of many's dreams. The movie is brilliant, has brilliant scene after brilliant scene. I laughed out loud and enjoyed the film from start to finish. The scene where he finds himself in the apartment of a young woman that had me that had been dreaming about him is worth the price of admission alone. Plus we have a Michael Sarah sighting, which just makes mm-hmm. everything better anyways. Yes. Um, I love dream scenario was Mondo. I'll let yeah. you expand on it. What were you going to say, Mark? Oh, as soon as I saw Michael Sarah was in, I knew you guys would love it. Well, he's <laughs> undoubted. So yeah. there's a good he chance was he's so going to pick good. a good movie. He was the only one. There was a few other casts, which is, too. you know what I'm going to say, because I gave Barbie a meh, so it's a good thing he was in this one, which got him back to Mondo. So now he's he's free to do a man movie again then. I think you just uh, let the cat out of the bag there, Jim. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's it's no surprise. Murray's on a roll. So He's like butter. He's like butter. He's if I'm going to see a Nick Cage movie, I want it, it to be a super Nick Cage, like Mandy or Color Out of Space or Gone in 60 Seconds, mm-hmm. or maybe the Nick Cage we got in Pig. Mm-hmm. What I don't want is a dial it in Nick Cage 
which so many films from the 90s and 2000s were. This is a project that allows us to get as much cage as we can handle with a story that is complicated, hilarious, poignant. And I'm hoping I will dream about every night until I die. Mm. This, this actually had Nick Cage at the absolute top of his game from his level of wackiness to his level of acting that we've seen him in that he can bring from say pig this this was like the most dynamic i've ever seen him like we've seen him wackadoo i mean that's that's mm. just something that people expect now is cage being wacky nick cage which he definitely was in this but it was it was it was wacky and controlled, and then at other it times, it was so powerful. Mm -hmm. Like there's scenes in this that he had he had to act his ass off. This is a film about cancel culture, herd mentality, victimization, commercialism, and how David Byrne's large suit from Stop Making Sense may be the most potent aphrodisiac that's ever been created. Oh yeah, baby. Also where it may or may not have had the funniest sex scene involving flatulence that has ever been created. That's pretty good. This starts out as a powerhouse, creatively, sorry, creatively written, outrageously funny film that had me laughing nonstop until a little over halfway through and evolves further to deeper meaning, feelings, and characters where you completely feel what each person involved with Cage and Cage himself is going through through this entire movie. There's not very many movies I say this about where the character development is, it, it almost does a right angle turn a little bit, but it, it, it takes to this wackiness mm -hmm. to get super serious and, and you really get to see what every single character, because the story takes us from them dreaming about him and he's just a participant in their dream. And then it goes from a participant to him being more involved in the dream, be it in some people in a sexual manner, but it turns into him into a violent manner. And there's a point in the movie, and Bryce, you and I talked about this. I don't want to put it as a spoiler, because if you haven't seen this movie, it's a must see in cinemas if you can see it. But there's a point in the movie where one of the characters asks him, what changed in your life? And there was a moment that changed. And when that moment happened, that at that point from there, it turns from him being just in their dreams to actually now sort of being violent in their dreams, which mm -hmm. completely changes the tra trajectory of the film. Um, there is so much that goes on in this that I, you know, I... I, I could say for talk about it for hours. Um, it has horror, fantasy, sci-fi, tragedy. That if someone said this was written for the screen by Shakespeare and modernized, I might actually believe them. But what I mean is this film will be a classic for years to come and will hopefully be talked about in 200 years, just like Shakespeare is, I guess, still talked about now. Obviously not by me, but people still talk about Shakespeare. And they I do. think people will talk about this film because it's so unique and so brilliant and so well-written. Mm -hmm. It's like super, super duper Mondo. Yes. Even Baxter liked it. Yes. So, okay, here's a question for you. I know it's hard to do this. Oh, by the way, Murray. Mondo! Mondo! Murray is the amazing merman. Nailed it! Nailed it! Um, 
Okay, which one of these did you like better? If you had to put, if you put a gun to your head, which film did you like better? Between these, uh, yeah, because they're both Mondo's. Yeah. So if you're oh, ranking geez. this, if this was the end of the year, and you're like, okay, what's my favorite movie? So for this week, I actually put Saltburn marginally ahead of Dream Scenario. If, okay. I had to, if I had to pick, I I think I like Saltburn more, but that's hard. It is hard. They were both really, really good, and they're very different. This, very different. This is where we differ, Murray. This is the only thing we're differing this this week. Is I would probably nudge out yeah. Saltburn I don't, by, I don't by blame Dream you. Scenario. I, 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 <laughs> it's Nick Cage. No, I'm not, not because I'm not, it's Nick not because Cage. it's Nick Cage. So. You know what? I think what what was there was a moment in Saltburn where it it might not have stayed awesome there for was, me. Well, there but, was there was that moment in Saltburn where they did something that they perhaps didn't need to do. Yes, and tried to put a bow on things when they didn't really need to yes. do that. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. But where that didn't happen in Dream Scenario. That's true. It did not. So happen. that's why it nudged it out for me. And because of, I mean, but the, but the, you know the ending that uh, Saltburn ended up having, like the the ending ending was tremendous. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty tremendous. But I will say that yes, the way that that uh, the Nick Cage movie, the Dream Scenario, wrapped up was it was a better ending. But from beginning to end, if I'm looking at the whole thing, I still liked Saltburn just that much better there we go so if these make our top 10 for this year everybody we're keep gonna track see of it keep track of it because if they both make my top 10 see if i actually still put them <laughs> in the right order we only have a month left until the new year I so should remember. hopefully you should remember all right well you know what when the amazing merman predicts he really predicts yeah that was crazy yeah i don't think you've ever gone six for six no I it wasn't too tough this this week. No. <laughs> I don't Read you like a book. I suppose so. That's right. It's the it's, it's the Hollywood blockbusters. I, I'm never sure of. Yeah, they could go either they way. They can for go sure. either, either way. way. With you guys. The weird. I mean, they're more likely to be. No, the, the the weird quirky shit. You guys love that stuff. So. We do, but sometimes it doesn't get it to Mondo. Oh, We've right. seen some quirky stuff this year I that didn't make it. Took there. a chance. Well, just like Abba. You took a chance on me. That's right. Took a chance on me. Yeah, if you're going to start singing a song, no more than four words. <laughs> of Abba? Yeah, that's four words. I don't like that. <laughs> take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. All right. You predicting something else? Oh, no, this is... This is our uh, cuff music, which kind of almost sounds. This is the oh button. yeah, this I is like the this button music. You wouldn't let me push. I yeah. was I wanted to go to Cuff Doc so badly. Yeah. And I was sick as a dog. You were. I would have just infected everybody with my. With your your grossness. With my gross snotty cold. Yep. Well, thank God you didn't, because I didn't want to get sick. No. Um. So everyone, please. If you're listening to us, just pause it after you hear this. Go to the calgaryundergroundfilm.org mm-hmm. and take a look at what they had for their documentary fest. Um, Bryce has already mentioned the Merman was the projectionist for this festival. Yeah. So uh, everybody had a good time. And um, Cuff always puts on a, on a great a great party. So if you're party. ever in Calgary and you want to have one of the best film festivals... 
tough docs is it's kind of a short one it's not like a full week no it's so five days. you can cram a lot in mm-hmm. um and they also have yearly stuff monthly almost yeah exactly uh the next one coming up off the cuff as they call it yep uh is called the iron claw which if you're a wrestling fan Yes. He's about one of we uh, see America's uh, biggest wrestling families. Yep. The Von Erics. And a special guest appearance. By one by of the Von Erics. Mr. Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh. Mm-hmm. How is he a Von Erich? He's uh, not. Well, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a wrestler. He wrestled, he wrestled, he wrestled Kerry Von Erich a bunch of times. Those. Well, they probably were friends, maybe. Uh, I maybe mm. uh, sold mm. up, but you mm. might get tickets to the door. So uh, mm. that's in Calgary, if you cool. happen to be in this area. That's in the... There's another one coming up in January. I can't remember. I think it's a Japanese one. I don't remember what it's called. But oh. yeah, go to the go to the website and find out what they've yep. got going on. I'm gonna mention four of the films that were at the festival that were mondo for me. Uh, one was called King Cole, which is the um, storytelling and oversight doc of an area in West Virginia, Cole co- Country, uh, which allowed me to absorb why the people involved. Uh, and living under the rule of King Cole. This was a really, you know, it was a transformative doc, really, because I could not understand whether or not the director actually was a huge fan of Cole or not. And I love that about it. So it didn't, it, it wasn't like, you know, filtered through a bias it was just this is the town i grew up in this is what i grew up with and the, you you could see the negatives and positive of coal and how it affected the people around them that it's a must-see doc if you um especially if you're on the green side of things like we are here on film rage or if you're on the coal side of things so um yeah must see um, another one is Enter the Clones of Bruce Lee. I, I really wanted to see it. It is so good. It's yeah. uh, It basically talks about, you know, Bruce Lee was such a phenomenon and that, mm-hmm. you know, the clones of Bruce Lee were all the Bruce Lies and the Bruce, Bruce Lays and yep. and all of the clones that came after Bruce Lee and what he, he had an impact on our society and um, what he had an effect on um, on hong kong action films in general so must see uh the other one is the j-horror virus that's the other one, one you're I talking was, about i was gonna go to that one too yeah well, it sounds like murray said it might be coming back so mm. this one is the com- the origins of the j-horror craze mm-hmm. and all the directors that are involved in it it's if you are a j-horror fan like we are on film rage also this is a doc for you because it really does go through all of the really good stuff and why it is so good. So it's a geek. It's a definitely a geek fest. Um, and then the last one is called Queendom, which was, I think, their closing film. And um, it won one of the awards. Yeah, it's it's amazing. The person who who is the Queendom is... Um, if you imagine how tough it is to be a drag queen in the U.S. and Canada... If you think that's tough, try being a drag queen in Russia. So um, anybody that wants to support uh, drag in general, see this film. It's amazing. I'm sure someone's going to pick it back up. It obviously won some awards, like you said. Yeah, Mike. it was one of the top ones that voted by the audience. Nice. Mm. It's 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 pretty amazing. Along with, I think the other one is the 
What was the name of the band those two women were in? I want to say Indigo Girls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the opening night one. Yeah. That one also won. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know what? Cuff doesn't play bad docs. They, they just don't, don't mess around. Nope, they don't mess around. That's go. it. That's all I got to say. Go there. check it out. Yep. Oh, baby. Nothing yeah. brings the joy more uh, than the myrrh. I don't know. That was a pretty big sigh before the music yeah. kicked in. I really got nothing. What? Nothing. Maybe I'll throw a little love Nick Cage's way. As you know, I'm not a big fan of his really out there stuff. Yep. I didn't like Pig. Well, that, that wasn't really out there. Unbelievable, massive talent, whatever the hell that was. Yeah, that wasn't that, that good. That wasn't that good either. I liked it. I, was I, a man. I will then list some of my favorite Nick Cage movies, which That's you good. guys probably don't agree with. Well, maybe. Possibly. Possibly, obviously. Is raising like, Arizona on the list? Of course, raising Arizona. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy already. That's yeah, right. But the other one is Bangkok like, dangerous. <laughs> oh no! Uh, gone in sixty seconds. Yes, it's so good. Boo. It's so Con good. Air. Con Boo. <laughs> Boo. There's so many good characters Face in Con off. Air. Face off. Uh, Those were the movies I enjoyed. Nick Cage. In. Oh there. That's awesome. That's all I got. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Flow through me like water to the ocean. Like, like the, snot like, through a goose. Like snot through Bryce's snotty face. Like the force through Luke Skywalker. Like the force through Luke Skywalker's ass when he's got force-like diarrhea. Um, you know, my rage this week is, you know, can they stop making American biopics? Like, they're just not great. Like, we talked about this before, how... You mean it, Americans making biopics? Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. Because this wasn't an American biopic. I know. But it was Americans, Americans that making your biopic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wasn't it made by a British dude? Well, I think there was probably some British influence. There was like a ton of Brits in it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh. you know, and that usually... You know what? If it was probably 100%... I think um, Ridley Scott resides in Yankee Land now. Yeah, though, but he's still he? Brit. Well, no, is he? He's got the accent. I'm pretty sure he was born okay, in Okay, well, that doesn't make him... Just saying. All right. <laughs> well, the, the countries of origin is United Kingdom and United States. There you go. There you go. Which, you know, as much as, as much as there is a lot of genres that the U.S. does well, Yeah. the Brits usually do biopics much better. We've talked about this. Yeah. You know, I have a feeling that it was probably an American production to start. Yep. And <laughs> then they said, you know what? Let's not make this a rage. Let's add in something British mm. to push it up a little better. And I think that's what probably happened. Okay. It's I'll just like, just, you know what? I kind of just want them to release Napoleon, the documentary now. And I'd, I'm, I'm kind of really, I've never said this. But I'm really disappointed in Joaquin Phoenix in this. Yes, I know. Well, it also doesn't help Plus, to cast an American with, as a French guy. With the tone of the movie, they might as well have 
podcast John Heater as Napoleon that's, Dynamite that's as exactly, Napoleon Bonaparte. That would have that's see that's the movie. I brought I the guy back from Bill and Ted. Yeah. Or yeah, bring back dude from Bill and Ted. Which one? The, the, the Napoleon. The first oh, the, the, the first one. Yeah. Oh yeah, him. He was awesome. The guy yeah. who was actually French. Yeah, yeah. The, Although he'd be a lot older now. He was eating yeah, that big Sunday, and he was the That's what was right. it? Piggy something. Piggy something. Yeah. I can't remember that. That I wish that was the guy who played. That's, that's my. That's thank you. You got me to where I needed to be. My rage was they needed the dude who played Napoleon from Bill and Ted. There you go. And well, been so Bryce much is, better. Well, Bryce is raging. I'm going to find out who it is. All right. Fair enough. My rage is really short, so be quick. My rage this week is I got sick last weekend for the entire duration of Cuff Docs, and I didn't get to see one blinking film not cool yeah not you're, cool you're not cool wah, wah. yeah Man. and more importantly though the actor who played napoleon from bill mm, and ted yes his name is terry camilleri terry camilleri who's in been in a lot of things actually he doesn't sound french no so he's a really good actor he was super actor That's, yeah i mean he can act french yeah which apparently joaquin Phoenix can. can't yeah. And uh, Steve Martin also cannot. Yes, no. that is 100% and, and, obvious. And neither can Kenneth Branagh. No, and Kenneth no. Branagh cannot also not. So if you're going to make a movie Isn't that's... technically that's, Belgian, though? In is he? Uh, I don't, you yeah, know I what? Don't they know. speak French in Belgium. I don't think Belgian. he's French, I believe. Oh, he's he's Belgian. Belgian. I don't know. They speak I, French in Belgium. He loses though. me in the beginning of those movies, and I never get, get it never back. Never get so it back. I don't, I don't mind them. So the, ultimately, the message of our rages this week... Yes. You know, because yours is dumb. Is my rage is, is that good. is that the best rage if you're I gonna if you're gonna make a movie with a French sick. actor that isn't French, but put Terry Camilleri in, three in months. it. I don't know what's That's going the on. rage. That's the rage. Yeah. Maybe I'm dying. Maybe possibly. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Well, that's all, that's all we got. That's pretty much all we got this week. Right, now, man. we are. I'm going to put this out here mm-hmm. because we are going to be having our annual Krampus special, and because we've had so much going on in our little worlds that we that we all live independently, but also together, is that if there's someone that's listening to our episode this week, and you think you have the balls and ability to be on the Film Rages Krampus special this year, reach out to me on social media. There is three movies that you will have to watch. And the first one that comes in, you will get to be a guest on it. We still have what? no idea when we're doing this it. this with me? We didn't know. We don't know when we're doing it. But if you're listening and you want to be on our show, just know you've got a lot to do. And Bryce is picking some pretty terrible movies. Is he? So be ready. Mm. Just throwing it out there. Whatever. Now, thanks, Rangers, for listening. Thanks, the extended film rage family you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, and the first honor fourth honorary member of Film Rage, and the voice of Rage Darren. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for our Redbubble and T Public. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, 
subscribe and share and give us five stars everywhere and email us at filmragecalgary at gmail.com dares to see terrible movies to fuel our rage but no matter what you do please 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 pretty please 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 make us our rage uh, that's it for this a week a rage on rage on <laughs>